recorded live. God be the glory. We welcome everyone to Young Men, Women, God's Worldwide Ministry Bible Study. As tonight we will be in the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter. We thank everyone for joining us tonight and hope that everyone had a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord. God be the glory. Again, we thank everyone for joining us. As we usually do, we open up with prayer. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful day that you woke us up to to walk in. Father God, we thank you for blessing our mind, body, souls, and our spirit in the day, looking over us, Father God, in a mighty and powerful way. Father God, we just thank you for being all that you have been and all that you will be to us, Father God. And, Father God, we ask you tonight to come down in the midst of your word, Father God. We ask you to come and use the man of God to teach your word in a mighty way, Father God. Father God, we ask you to come and lift us up and open up our minds, our bodies, and our souls, and our spirits in a mighty way. Father God, we just thank you. If we had a thousand tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. For you have done it all you will do. Also, Father God, we ask that you look over your line tonight, that the enemy may not attack your line in any form, fashion, or way. That we bind those spirits that may come against us any form, fashion, or way tonight on, in your word. And, Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over the line tonight and over those that are hearers of your word, Father God. We ask you to look over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we decree and declare all the words that have been spoken to be manifested and come out of the, the reality of your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Again, we thank everyone for joining us tonight. We will be in the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Uh, As we always do, we give our announcement. Every Monday night we're here at 8 o'clock with God's Bible study. We're studying out of the book of Hebrews. We thank you all for joining us tonight, and we ask you all to bring your friends and bring everyone that wants to learn the Word of God to come and join us. This is an open forum Bible study, so you're able to share and be able to make comments on the things that you hear in the Word of God to bring us all, not just me, and not for me to just bring you all, but for us to bring us all into a better understanding of the Word of God. On Tuesdays, we usually join Pastor Robin Albright in the House of Refuge, but right now she is going to school to get her master's in divinity. So uh, we will let you know when she will return to her line on Tuesday night. On Wednesday night, we have our God's Revival 
And uh, this week, we are blessed to have Evangelist Caroline out of Georgia will be coming to give a word. An awesome woman of God will be coming to give a word on without faith. So come and hear God use this powerful woman of God on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on this same number. On Thursdays, we join, we, at this time we're not, but we usually join Dr. Patricia Charles from out of the Bronx, New York, in our international Bible study. Uh, but at this particular time, she has closed the door um, to lift up her members. So uh, when she opens up that door to let us all come back in to be able to share with them and be able to fellowship with them in the Word of God, we will let you know. On, on Sundays, we have God. Sunday evening service, and we have that at 7 o'clock. Please join us this Sunday at 7 o'clock as Apostle Nicole Grant will be with us out of Texas. Come and hear this powerful woman of God, and she will come to share the word of God in a powerful and mighty way. And that's at 7 o'clock on this same number. Those are our announcements. Please take heed to them. And please be led by the Spirit and join us on whatever night that the Lord leads you to join us or one of those nights that the Word of God is going for. Amen. All right. It's time for the Word of God. In the name of Jesus. We thank God we're opening up the book of Hebrews. Tonight, we're going to come out of, we'll be coming out of the ninth chapter. And tonight, this is going to be very interesting because there's some things that we may not have knowledge of and there's some things that we're going to share to bring you into a better understanding of the peace of the Christ Jesus. So let's go into Hebrews, the ninth chapter. It said, then, indeed, even the first covenant had ordinance of divine service in the earthly sanctuary. But a tabernacle was prepared. And, and, and what it says, indeed, even the first covenant had an ordinance of divine service. And it had an ordinance of divine service unto God in, in such a way that the earthly sanctuary, which was the tabernacle that was made by, him, by the hands of man, had opened up the movement of the ordinance of God to take place as they came before the, the sanctuary of the tabernacle. So it goes on to say in the second verse, for a tabernacle was prepared. The first part in which was the lampstand, the table, 
and the and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Let's let's just stop there and talk about this to give a better understanding to those that may not understand what the lampstand represented, what the lampstand is, which sat on the right hand, the right side of the tabernacle, is where the um, the lampstand was put. Now the lampstand was a gold a golden lampstand speaks of the one who revealed the Father to us. Jesus, the light, gives give us. And that's what the, the lampstand represented. The left the lampstand represented Jesus as being the light unto the world and it was the light that was that was sat up on the right side of the tabernacle to resemble where Jesus is today at the right side of the Father. And you can find that in Matthew, the 11th chapter and the 27th verse, Jesus, the light giver. It also tells us and talks about the table and the showbread. The table, the showbread, as we understand it and bring a better understanding to what it is, and so often we focus on the table or called the bread, the consecrated bread. But did you know it's called the bread of the present? The actual Hebrew word is the bread of the face. It symbolizes Jesus' presence, his life. We live because he lives. And you can find that in John, the sixth chapter, the 51st verse. The table with bread symbolizes spiritual life in in Jesus. So what what it... When it says here, the first part in which was the lampstand and the table and the showbread, which was called the sanctuary, this sanctuary was giving us an, a, a presence of the symbols of Christ. Let me put it like that. These were the symbols that, that were on the tabernacle that symbolized who Christ was. Um, as we understood, the first part said the lampstand. The lampstand was the, was speaks of the one who revealed the Father to us, Jesus as the light. He revealed the Father to us because he was the light of the world. Um, and that was the light that was formulated on the tabernacle, uh, the table of showbread. As we understand that, that that was the presence of Christ, and that's what it showed the presence. It 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 was it it symbolizes Jesus' presence, His life, the life that we live in Him, and the most thing was the spiritual life that we embrace in Him. This is what the Showbread, the table of showbread represented, 
and, and I'm just telling you what these things that were on the tabernacle represented. Let's move on. And then it says, and behind the second veil, and I want to stop there and let you understand, it says second veil here. I want you to understand because even until I went into it, when it said that Jesus tore the veil down, I thought there was just one veil. But there are three veils. Mm-mm-mm. And let's, let's just stop here before we go any further, as it said, the second veil. And let's talk about the three veils. Um, behind the second veil, there were three veils that separated sinful man from a holy God. So now, now it's telling us that there were three veils that separated man from getting to the tabernacle or getting to the ark of God, that there were three veils that they had, they had to go through to get for a person to get before the presence of God. So it said the first veil was the eastern gate, which opened into the courtyard. Those who came to sacrifice could pass through this veil or gate. So, And you can find that in Exodus, the 40th chapter, the 33rd verse. So what is letting us know that, that those that did a sacrifice were able to come in and be able to go through the first veil. So now the, the next veil, the second veil, allowed only the priest to enter the holy place. So now, 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 the congregation could come through the first veil, but they would have to give their sacrifices over to the priest to take through the second veil. Oh, that's something. And what we're what we're trying to de- demonstrate to you is we thank Jesus for coming because what we're learning right now is everything that he he tore down. So let's let's go on. Hallelujah, glory to God. Um, it says the second veil again only allowed the priests to enter the holy place. You can find that in Exodus, Exodus, the 40th chapter, the 28th verse. So now here we go into the third veil. In the third veil, which is the last veil, was only for the high priest who once a year could enter into the holy of holies. And you can find that in Exodus, the 40th chapter, the 21st verse. So now how we understand it in the three veils that, that the congregation could come through the first veil. The priest could come through the second veil, which was sacrifice, but he would have to turn it over to the high priest. And the thing that, 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 that stands out right here that Jesus is our high priest today, and we don't have no veil because when he died on the cross, he tore the veil down that we can go to God on our own. And our high priest sits next to him on the throne on his right side, and he 
He, ooh, hallelujah. He turns around and he is our mediator between us and God. Now, 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 now we, I, I love this because if I would have been in the Old Testament, I would have had to go to a priest, and the priest would have had to go through the high priest. And, and, and the thing about it, if neither one of them were living right and they went behind that veil, they would die because of the, the incorrect life that they were living, and my sacrifices would not be received. Mm. So we thank God right now that today that we don't we don't sit to have to worry about that taking place. So it goes on to say the part of the tabernacle which is called the holies of holy, which had the golden cinder and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold in which were the golden pots that had the mammoth, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of, and the tablets of the covenant. So now when it's talking about the tablets of the covenant, here we're talking about, remember Moses went up on the mountain and he came down with the Ten Commandments and they were on bricks. They were on cat. They were made into tablets. These are the tablets that 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 help formulate the covenant that God made with man. So as we look at 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 what what has taken place here, that is showing us that the tablets of the covenant, that Aaron's rod that budded. And the pot, the gold pot that had the mammoth in it, all these were the things that sat up. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Sat up on the tabernacle. Or the ark. It sat up on the ark. It goes on to say, above it were the turbans of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. So now they tell us about the servants, and they, 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 they put the servants to sit over the mercy seat. And now it's telling us they can't talk about these things because really, really we have no true knowledge of what this is. You know, these people try to make up and say this, but we God hasn't let us go into that gate to really understand the things. And, 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 and we, we get more of an understanding and more of a light of what it, what, it's, what it looks like it may be when we go in the book of Revelations and we read about the cherubims and we read about the, uh, 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 them at, before God and how they praise and worship God all day. So, you know, that is something else. But uh, where we're at right now, it says in the word of God that of these things we cannot speak in detail. So I think that we can have more of an understanding. The mysteries of the word will open more to us today than it was for them at that particular time. 
Amen. Um, Amen. Amen. So as we as we go on, as we go on, um, the great elf is awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. We want to go into talking about the limitations of the earthly service. Wow. This, this is going to be deep. We're not going to finish number nine tonight. Uh, uh, we're just going to go on because we got the uh, last part I'm, I want to go into next week, the mediator's death necessary in the greatness of Christ's sacrifice. I'm going to just talk about the first three parts. We just talked about the earthly sanctuary. And uh, we're going to talk about the limitations of the earthly service, and then we'll we'll close it out talking about the heavenly sanctuary. So now we're in the limitation of the earthly service. Now when these things had been thrust, prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the service. But in the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood which he often he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. So I already I already talked about that. I, I brought you into the, the, the two parts that the priest and the high priest prayed and going behind the veil. The uh the the priest was allowed to go behind the veil. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the high priest was the only one that could go behind the final veil, the third veil. It was only the high priest was allowed to go behind the high veil. So, um, I don't. We'll look at the structure of the church today. If that had to be played out, it would be, it would be the. Overseer, or, or, or not overseer, it would be the apostle that would be able to go into the holies. He would be able to go into the holy of holies. Your pastor would only be able to go into the first part because he would be the priest, and then the high priest would be the apostle. If I had to look at it, because the apostle is the one that established, puts things in place and has uh, more authority in the church than anyone else in establishing, forming it, and doing these things. We, we, we need to get out of putting the office of the bishops and overseers and, like, they're the ones that run the church now. Uh-uh. The, 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 the highest authority in the church is the apostle. I just wanted to lay that out. So that would be the formulate of... Back then, that would be the high priest. Let us move on. Um, Amen. Amen. Um, it goes on to say, which he offered for himself and for the people sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifested while the first tabernacle was still standing. So so now, let, let, let's, let me read that to you again, because I want you to catch that. The Holy Spirit indicating this, 
that the way into the holies of all was not yet made manifested while the first tabernacle was still standing. And, and, and there was no way for them to get in. It wasn't manifested. But the manifestation of it came through Christ Jesus because he was able to go in. Oh, hallelujah. And as a high priest to go in and tear down that now there wouldn't be nothing separating us from, from the Father. And we go through, and the thing about it, that, that Jesus said the only way to the Father is through me. So he is our high priest, and the only way to the Heavenly Father is through Christ Jesus. Hmm. So that's why he's saying at this particular time, there was no way. But today there is a way because we are walking in the, we're not walking according to the laws anymore, but we're walking according to the grace of God, which was given to us by and through Christ Jesus. He goes on to say it was symbolic. For the present time in which both gifts and sacrifice are offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience, concerning only with food and drink, various washings and fleshly ordinance imposed until the time of reformation. Okay, so now, now we're talking about what happened with the natural priests and the natural. They could not. But see, the priests that we, we got, the high priest, Jesus Christ, okay, he doesn't have to go through that first part because he is. Uh-uh. He is all of that. It says, it was a symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices were offered, which cannot make him who performs the service perfect in regard to the conscience. But see, that was then, but today he is perfect. You see what I'm saying? Because what made him perfect is he is the completion of the gift and he is the the sacrifice that there will be no sacrifice no more. He is the he is the Lamb of God. He is the living Lamb. He was the, the Lamb that was sacrificed for all the air, where there would not be no more sacrifices after him. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen because you know amen. what you that they they had a man back then, but the man could never be complete and perfect to be able to bring about the fulfillment of the washing of your sin. But yet today, Jesus stands and he washes our sins, not not that we got to wait for a whole year for them to be, but he washes our sins daily. Our sins are, are, are all we got to do is, is make our confession unto God and he will forgive us of our sins. And here, back then, they had to wait, and he went around there, and 
he can only go behind the holies of holies at least once a year. He had to wait one year to go around it. So your sin would be with you for the whole year until he went there. But today we don't have we we don't live under that. That Jesus, Hallelujah, died for our sins, and that we're able to go to God and ask for forgiveness of our sins. Mm. And that 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 is the limitation. See, see when it, when we talked about. The beginning, the limitation of the earthly servant. That's where the limitation is. Because they were limited in what they could do, but yet Jesus came mm-mm-mm. and he took his service to another level where there is no limit. There is no limit on how many times you could be forgiven of your sin. God didn't say that he would ever stop. As long as you ask, God will forgive you. As long as you ask. But it's on you to walk the walk and what you've forgiven in to be changed. Because the word repent means change. So God will forgive you, but now you gotta make the, you gotta ask you gotta you gotta embrace the change. Nah. You gotta embrace the change. We want to go to the next part. We want to go to to the heavenly sanctuary. And we'll be talking from verse 11 to 15. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation. Okay. Let's stay there. Christ came as the high priest, and it says of good things to come. So the good things that he brought to come, that, that, that we were able to go to God now on our own, not to go through a man, not to go like the Catholic Church, go and repent to a man in a little box every Saturday. I used to, I, was, I grew up as a Catholic, and do our repentance, and he go tell us to go say some Hail Marys and some Hallelujahs or whatever, and I'll read the rosaries. But I didn't have to go to that man to confess my sins, that now I can go to God and confess my sins. Greater. You understand what I'm saying? You imagine if you had to go to your church and confess your sins that everybody would know what you were going through because men got big mouths and they always got to talk. Women, too. They, be get, they got mad at you and, tell, and told what you came and confessed. But yet today we have a greater, that Jesus came and gave us something greater that we don't have to worry about telling a person, but we can go directly to God. Mm-mm-mm. I thank God for that. So so it goes on to say, and with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. So the tabernacle that that he's talking about was the one that Moses got directed by God and instructed on how to make. But now we, 
labor before a greater tabernacle that was not made with hands. Because now our tabernacle is spiritual. Oh, I don't grab that after a while. We we because our tabernacle is Christ Jesus. <laughs> Christ Jesus is our tabernacle. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That is the tabernacle. That is the tabernacle. Our tabernacle is not made by hands, but our tabernacle was made by the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God is our tabernacle in Christ Jesus. Now, y'all, the, the boy, there's some teaching going down on this one. Because hmm. I'm telling you, I'm, I, the Holy Ghost is talking through me, and I'm saying some stuff that I'm learning. Mm-mm-mm. So it goes on to say, not with the blood of ghosts and and, 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 and carvings, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all and having obtained eternal redemption. So so here Christ that 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 what happened with us is not about an animal, but it was a man Message. a, a man a divine, a divine man that gave his life up for us. Ah, you understand? It was him that gave his life up for us. And the thing that, that's so powerful here, that it says, not with the blood of goats and, and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most high holy place once for all and having obtained eternal redemption. So he obtained eternal redemption for us. He he returned eternal redemption for us, and and the thing that we've been redeemed through Him, our redemption comes through Christ Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than that. And it says that entered the most high place once and for all. That He entered that place as our living sacrifice once and for all. We don't have to go out and kill a cow, kill our dogs, kill our cats, and 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 give them up to 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 sacrifice. But our sacrifice was Jesus, and the sacrifice is over. There is no more sacrifice. The only sacrifice that we we have to make is let ourselves become, as it says in the Book of Romans, let us become a living sacrifice unto Him. Oh, Jesus. He goes on to say, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer springing the unclean, sprinkling the unclean, sacrifice for the for purification, purifying, excuse me, purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit often offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? You see what I'm just saying? That that, that it was through him that, that if, if these people could do this and want to try to live right by giving up the sacrifice of 
of a of an animal. How much more do we want to we we want to walk with Christ? Okay, they gave His life up for us. You understand what I'm saying? They gave His life up for us. We got too many people that pretend that they want to walk with God, and only want to walk with God when God gives them what they want to give them. But any other time, they can't sit down and they can't be a part of what God is doing. Because they're not understanding that Jesus is the full sacrifice that he made for them. It it, 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 it it gets me how people are running around and say Jesus is the head of their life or God is the head of their life, but they're not willing to make sacrifices for it. Mm. Jesus. I'm not going to let myself go that way. I'm going to stay right here where we at. Woo! Jesus. But he says, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. See what he did? He offered himself as a a sacrifice for our sins. He bore our sins. He was sinless, but he bore our sins. And yet, and yet, we can't make a sacrifice for him and doing whatever only when we want something from him. Then we want to sacrifice something because we want to get something. Mm-mm-mm. But here, here the Bible says that he, he went before him. Then it says, it turns over and says, Himself without spot to God, cleansing your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. He, he, he cleansed our consciences from dead works, ready to serve God. Because we serve God through him who cleansed us, who redeemed us, who sacrificed his life for us. We serve God through him. He gives us a clear conscience to go before God and be able to serve God. Even in in that place where it says that when God looks at us, he looks at us to be no more than filthy, dirty rags. You know what I'm saying? But God is taking that, Jesus took that filthy and dirty rag mentality and lifestyle off of us. Mm. That now, now, now when God sees us, God is looking to see Christ in us. He goes on to say in the 15th verse, and for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. So it was through him that the people of the Old Testament were able to receive the promise of eternal life because they were not promised eternal life. But through him, they were able to receive it. 
and you yourself through him is able to receive the gift of eternal life. Because he made a sacrifice. He's your high priest. You can't you can't you can't you can't wanna 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 call on him today and, and then when, when things go right then then you act like you don't know him. Nah. Nah, nah, you need to acknowledge him every day because every day that you acknowledge him, you remember that it's through him that you got life. It's through him that we got life. That is, as well as I read earlier, as he lives, we live. And we're not living according to the body, to the flesh, but we live according to the spirit. I tell you, this is powerful tonight. This is powerful. Let, let's let's go on. I, I I'm caught up now. So now we want to go into the mediator's death was necessary. His death was necessary for us to have life. If he didn't die, we would not be here. So let's go on to the next part of Hebrews. It says, for where there is a testament, there must also there must also of necessity be the death of the mediator. Excuse me. Is that right? For a testament is in force after men men are dead. Since there was no power at all while the testers lived, therefore not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Mm-mm-mm. And you see what? We're not sprinkled with the blood of the covenant. We're sprinkled with the blood of Christ Jesus. Moses says here that Moses cut up animals and then he sprinkled the book and he sprinkled blood over the people. But check it out. I want I want you to understand this. That whatever Moses did was only temporary because because that 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 sprinkling only lasted for a certain amount of time. Do you know that you're sprinkled with the blood of the lamb of the living lamb that sacrifices life for you and that whatever blood that you sprinkle with is everlasting. There is no temporary in the blood of Jesus. His blood is everlasting. Mm-mm-mm. And this is why it was necessary for him to die that we could come out of a temporary place and move into eternal place in him. 
See, with Moses and them, if he didn't die, we would still be in that temporary place. But yet he died for me, you, you, and you, that we could have an eternal. Mm-mm-mm. You know, we could have an eternal life with him in him and be and be forgiven daily in the sins that we commit. So it was necessary for him to die. He goes on to say, and then likewise he sprinkled the book, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission. So, so there was no remission for them if there was no blood. But yet, our remission was, is in the blood of Jesus. That Jesus died and and gave His life, and 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 and, and, and we were sprinkled with His blood for the remission of the sins that we committed, not Him. And and the thing about it that our remission doesn't just last for a year, but our remission carries on continuously. Uh-uh-uh. Woo, this is something. To understand that, that, that if Jesus didn't die, there would be no remission of sin to the to the place of where it's at today. You would have to wait every year for that old preacher to go up and, and get behind the veil to, 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 to give your sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sin. And that's something. And now today, you're able to go before God daily and ask for forgiveness. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. To the greatness of Christ's sacrifice. Now we want we have to look on how great the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. It says, therefore, it was necessary that the, that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves were better sacrifices than these. But Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So so now, now what it's telling us that Jesus did all he had to do. It was necessary for him to die, that he could go and sit as our mediator, as our representative before God in the presence of God. That it that it that it wasn't some stuff that was done 
that was temporarily in the eyesight of God, that he watched man do it. But now we have a person. Woo! Can I can I say that again? Now we got a person that is sitting on the right hand of God that that ooh, that intercedes on our behalf. That he bore our sins, went up, sat, sits at the right hand of God, and speaks on your behalf. See, when you mess up, he's talking for you. Because one thing we know, the Bible says that the devil is an accuser of the brethren. But yet Jesus is there to, to, to be your lawyer in the place of the devil trying to accuse you of all kinds of things. It goes on to say, and not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with bloods of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the age, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Come on, somebody. So so now when it was a temporary, he turned around and made it not a temporary thing. Not every year, but now it's an eternal thing. Mm-mm-mm. So now he is our eternal sacrifice under God. Not that it had to happen. He had to go up every year to sacrifice himself. He did it one time, and the one time he did it was for eternity. Well, the Holy Ghost is teaching tonight. Mm. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is teaching tonight. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So now, 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 now let, 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 let me break that down for you, what it says here. It says, and as it is appointed for men to die once. So it was appointed for a man for us to die once. Ain't that something? But check, check this out. I want to show you, I want to say something that's going, that's going to blow your mind that the Holy Ghost just gave me. Even though we were designed to die once, we, were, we also were designed to be born twice. <laughs> and it didn't take us to die to, to be born again. Because the things of the flesh that died, but the things of the spirit were reborn. Mm, Jesus. Boy, I'm glad I got this tape and I ain't got to buy it. Wow, that's powerful. But then it said, but after this, 
the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. So so Christ came and offered himself one time to bear our sins. He ain't coming back. When he comes back the second time, he ain't coming back to get on the cross. He ain't coming back to go the route that he went for people's sins. He came one time to bear our sins. When he comes back, he's coming back to get those that have eagerly walked with him. Let, let, let me read what the word says. He's coming back to get those where it says, Christ has offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin before after salvation. He ain't coming he ain't coming to stand up for no sinners. He's coming back to embrace those that have walked in salvation. He's coming back to get those that that, that live the life. Those that made an attempt and tried to live the life to the best of their ability and being who they are in Christ Jesus. Because some of us want to live the life better than others. But that don't mean those that just because you live better than them that they're not going to be with him when he comes. Because one thing God knows, Jesus knows, that none of us will be perfect. Some of us may live on a higher level in Christ than some of the others. But yet he knows that as long as you're making that, 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 that move to live right, do right, and, 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 and bless and, and do the will of God and walk in the fruits of the Spirit and do those things that the Holy Spirit leads you to do, there's a place in Christ Jesus for you. Tonight, I, I, all I can say is this was powerful tonight to understand, to understand the true priesthood of Christ Jesus. To understand what what the symbols were, what, what that 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 he was acknowledged even in the Old Testament, even in the putting together of the tabernacle, that it was the formation of of him before he came in the flesh. And as Jesus said, he came to complete, to fulfill the law and the prophecies, but not change them. Father God, we, we thank you for this word tonight and, and and we hope that your children that listen, those that were on the line, would get something out of this word, Father God. Uh, we thank Amen. You. Thank you because truly the Holy Ghost showed up and, and showed out in this word tonight, bringing us all into a better understanding of what of what you're saying and what you were trying to open our spirits and our ears and our eyes to to uh, see about our high priest. And we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' name, Father God, we say amen. Amen. Please, please come and join us next week as we will be going down into chapter 10. I didn't think we were going to make it through chapter 9, but 
um, the Holy Spirit said, keep going, because I had something to say, and, and we thank God. I, I'm going to go back and listen to this tonight, because the Holy Spirit was saying some stuff through me that it wasn't me, but it was God. Um, next week, we, we'll be talking about animal sacrifices. Christ's death fulfilled God's will. Wow, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Christ's death. Christ's death. Perfect. The sanctification. Hold fast your confession. The just live by faith. Wow, we got a whole lot to, 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 to deal with next week. Well, as long as God show up and and the Holy Spirit, we may go through it all at one time, and then again, we may not. But whatever God's will was. Um, to those of you that Amen. line tonight, and those of you that are on the line, and those of you that listen to this, um, open the door and invite some of your friends to come and hear words. It's going to start getting cold outside. It ain't nothing like sitting in the Word of God on a Monday night, you know. Um, so we just offer and call out the invitation because I'm going on Facebook, and I'm going to start eliminating some of these, these so-called godly people that's on my page that can put their flies on my page and want people to come yeah, over, my God. <laughs> over to their things. And I and I do jump on that thing, but yet they won't come visit me on mine. And the Bible says, "Do unto others as you would have them do unto you." So I'm going to write that up on Facebook sometime tonight or tomorrow. Um, and I may lose a lot of people, but I don't care. Uh, um, if I can support you, why you can't come support me? If I allow you to put your flies on my page, why you can't come? and be a part of my ministry, because that means if you put your flower on my page, I do come up on your on your, up on your your ministry and be, and be supported to you. You know? Amen. Amen. It ain't going to hurt you. But anyway, we want to share that. We want to see how many people stay and how many people go. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up at the bottom. If you can't be a part... Of, of supporting me like I support you, please get off my page. And that's just what I'm going to do. I'm being led to do that. And I'm going to put up there that God is talking to me now. He's leading me to do that because I am a supporter of everybody's ministry on 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 Facebook. I come today to their little programs, I come to all their little things, and yet can none of them come and and sit or even acknowledge me on their page at all. To God be sure. At their home, at their home, at that. Amen, amen. But it is what it is. Um, to God be the glory. We thank everyone for joining us tonight. We thank you, Pastor, for being here. We know that you're you're going through your classes and things, but we thank you for making the time just to join us on on this line. 
Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and close out. Uh, again, uh, please join us on Wednesday night with Pastor uh, Nadine Rowley, Washington, as our host. Please come join her and her, her speaker on Wednesday night will truly be a powerful woman of God and evangelist, Caroline, out of Georgia. So come here to Woman of God. Share on without faith. Come and hear that. Well, as we always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As I always say in closing out, Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. Good night, Pastor.